0: Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Thanks for joining us again for episode 36. Our show is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. So shop at thrashercoffee.com for specialty coffees and use the coupon code Brew, all one word, to get 25% off of any purchase, or at least your first purchase. Which is it? First purchase? Sure. Okay. 25% off. Follow up on that in the show notes. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me today is my returning co-host, Mr. Eric Rauch. How are you? Good. Glad to be here, Joe. It's great to be sipping coffee again with you. It's been a whole two weeks. It feels like a month, actually. A lot has happened in a very short time.
1: Yeah, it does. I'm not quite sure.
0: It's only been two weeks?
1: It has been. I mean, it seems like a longer time.
0: Two weeks ago, we were talking about, uh, I don't know, it was uh, episode 34 topics. And then last week, we had Nick Jesh. From Oregon, yeah, or it was the state of Washington.
1: Yeah, he he lives in Washington, but he 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 haunts Portland. He haunts Portland. <sighs> yeah, huh. yeah, nice guy. A wealth of information he is.
0: Now, how did that work out? He he went to visit your roaster right after I produced the show with him. Yeah, he did.
1: He came up. We met for lunch, so yeah, around noon, and then he probably left the roastery around six o'clock that that night. So we spent a good five or six hours together in in the roastery, and uh, he he had sent me. <sighs> Six, well, I guess twelve, twelve pounds total of of some green beans that that he wanted that he wanted to roast while he was here. and and we roasted those together.
0: Now, what was the batches. reason for roasting them here rather than where he was and bringing it? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Now, don't you think that the climate differences and the, you know altitude and what have you would change the consistency of the roast? Because you know what he gets there outside of Portland is going to make a different sort of makeup for the final roast condition of them.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, every every roaster is going to be different. He brought his 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 roast profile for each one of those beans, um, and and I I tried to. I tried to approximate
0: it as best I could on, on my roaster. So it, he has it all down to a science. He was explaining like he's got timers and gauges on yeah. his roaster, whereas you don't have as much of that going on on the roasting machine that you have, right? No,
1: mine's completely manual. I can't I can't just program mine with with a roast profile and let it go. I gotta. I got to monitor monitor it the whole way through. I Watch the airflow. Watch the heat. That's a little bit different. You know, he's got points on a on a roast curve that that he wants beep, to hit. Beep, yeah, at beep. six minutes, Back I want to be here
0: for the popcorn for three minutes.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's not it's <laughs> not that I have to approximate. Okay, you want to hit this at six minutes, so we're gonna. This is how we're gonna get there. We did a pretty good. You know, we did we did one experimentation. Yeah, we did one trial batch, and then the second batch was was the one that we really. Okay, we we know what happened with the first batch. Now let's try and, and do this, and you'll know, learn from the first errors. batch.
0: It's always both.
1: Yeah, but it was um. Yeah, had we had you know, thirty pounds, we could have we could have done a lot better. But but we only had six pounds of each, so we did four three pound batches of of two different varieties of coffees, and uh,
0: yeah, it was fun. Okay, interesting. Now, what did he think? I mean, when when you're really just finished with the roasting and it's cooled, and you grind it and you brew it on the spot, and you give it a taste test. It's not going to be what it's like to people customers who get it a few days later. Right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We cupped them immediately,
0: um, and but, we were. But then the roast, the, the the cupping notes are going to be very different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But we haven't but, talked about that before. But that is something that it's not a concern, but it's something to be aware of. Just that when you roast it, it's going to taste different than like the same day that it was roasted than it would two days later when most people right. would get their orders in the mail.
1: Yeah, typically it gets better. But not always. I mean, maybe there's there's certain flavors in there that right after you roast it and you and you cup it and you you take some notes on it. It's got a you know
0: a whatever. It's got a tastes a a little bit too much like jelly beans. And then over time, it's like a a juicy steak. Mm.
1: Yeah. um, If there's a flavor in it that 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 you cup it right after roasting that you really like and you hope that that gets accentuated after resting for two or three days, it might. But it'll be typically. It's a little bit more robust. It's a it's a little bit more complex. I just there I think is a full-bodied
0: nature to it. I've noticed. Like it seems like all these signals are at their peak. So you're getting all the flavors very intensely when it's when it's super fresh. Mm-hmm. When it's just hours old, and because there are so many very strong flavors, it's like you can't distinguish between them. Uh, it's sort of like white noise. If you if you go into an arcade, you know and you hear all the different arcade units playing their beeps and boops and music at the exact same time, you can't really distinguish much of any of them very well and it just becomes a background noise Mm -hmm. that creates just uh, this, this hum in the room and you're not really particularly aware of any distinct sounds. And so it can be kind of disappointing, you know, when you're playing an arcade and you're you're right there and you can't even hear the thing while you're on the jet ski mm-hmm. because you have this cacophony of other noise. And I kind of get that same experience from the flavor of super fresh coffee beans that it, you just cannot distinguish what's going on because nothing is especially distinct over top of other flavors.
1: Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, there, there, there are some that,
0: that do yeah, that maybe that's some the that case maybe not yeah
1: yeah but if nothing else you're going to get a very close approximation you know some people swear by the two or three day resting resting time you know uh, you know fresh coffee just tastes bad you can't you can't drink it for, right out of the roaster i don't yeah i wouldn't call it bad i mean that's it's, it's, it's very different yeah that to me is a ridiculous a ridiculous thing to say i mean fresh anything is going to be good. Um, yeah. But it it's not, it's not as developed as it, as it's going to be in a, in a couple of days, but that development process may not go the way you want it to. It may develop flavors say like that were, that were muted on the, on the nutty end of things that maybe come more into, come more into view in your mouth two or three days later than they, than they do right out of the roaster. But they were there before they were just being overpowered by something else. And it just settles in it. The coffee changes and, and that's not, that's neither good nor bad. It's just, it Mm. just, that's just just what happens.
0: Mm. Well, speaking of the fresh coffee roasts, I had some Mm. the other day, I guess it was Monday. See, I I had a weekend vacation. We went to Panama city and we had a wonderful time. I actually went on vacation with a co-host of another podcast it, we just had a great time. It was actually the first time we've just hung out together in person. Mm. You know, we get to see each other almost every week, Eric, but my other co-host, he lives south of Atlanta and he has a big family. They got a big house. We went down there. We had a wonderful time, but we didn't get much sleep. Mm. So upon returning, I wanted to take an extra day off and just recuperate and rest up.
1: Vacation generally isn't a time to get sleep anyway.
0: Yeah, you know, we got two <laughs> little children, but they've been pretty good about sleeping habits. Right. They will sleep when we need them to sleep. And I'm blessed in that way. My my friend, though, he has six kids and they all have different sleep habits and they were waking up super early. And the house wasn't very good for sound dampening, so we we heard a, just a bunch of noise over top of us mm. all the time, and um, yeah, lost a lot of sleep. So I wanted a really good coffee drinking experience after that, and for a long time I've been meaning to go down to Atlanta and visit a company called Counterculture, mm-hmm. and we've mentioned them before because they have some excellent tools on their website, uh, resources I mean, for the coffee roasters and and enthusiasts. And you should check those out. So yeah, and, and their
1: trainings free. It seems like in, in most of the major cities, they've got a counterculture, but if you ever get near one and you can, and you can get an appointment for one of their, one of their training sessions, it's free. It's, it's worth your time. I mean, you usually have to pay for your materials or something like that, but they're really in it for the education. So that, yeah, they're a good company.
0: So when I went down there, unfortunately they didn't have open office hours to the public that day, but I spoke to the guy and he was explaining that um, there were some good coffee places to stop by nearby. And one of those places was a coffee house called Octane, mm-hmm. and they have a small chain. Uh, most of their locations are down here in this area, and their flagship coffee house shop place was just down the road from counterculture, and they use some counterculture beans, I believe. I might be mistaken about that, but I'm sure. I wouldn't be surprised. So Octane doesn't roast its own? I, not, I did not get that impression. Okay. I didn't ask them. You know, they have a, a, uh, a bar- And then they have the coffee and they also serve pastries like you would expect from a nice coffee shop, but they also have the alcoholic drinks. Mm. And so that was an interesting sort of thing. I haven't seen that very often, but it's the sort of thing you would encounter in a big city. Yeah. That, that's something
1: that, that Starbucks is also experimenting with having, having wine after four o'clock. So it's in, it's in very few locations. Test markets that they're trying it out. Probably the major cities. Yeah. There's one in Roswell, uh, Georgia, which is near us, um, that's just something that they're, that they're experimenting with. And I don't think they have liquor. I don't, I don't know that you, you can go in there and get a mixed drink, but you can go in and get a, either a, a glass of wine after four o'clock or after four o'clock, you can get either, you can get coffee or wine. Um, but I, I don't think that they have, like, like Octane, I don't think they have a full bar. And,
0: and so at Octane, I just happened to notice that most of the customers who were in line in front of us were ordering lattes. Mm. And I saw their beverages on the tables and they just looked incredible. You know, with the fancy sort of artistic sweeping cream in the cup, and it's frothy, and it's all the way up to the brim, and it's not spilling over because the baristas are carefully handling them and bringing them to the table to you. But it looks like, sort of like my wife's hot chocolate. My wife makes a just delicious hot chocolate, but hers is you know covered in marshmallows that melted on top. Mm -hmm. We're not talking marshmallows. We're talking about rich creams and vanilla's, you know, uh, sort of additives and such. And so I, I don't really like my lattes, Eric. I don't like specialty drinks like caramel macchiatos from Starbucks. And I thought going in, I was just gonna buy my afternoon coffee, a black, you know, dark coffee, and just enjoy it as I always do. Like the, I Like the coffee I make at home, but not today. Like this day, I just saw that everybody was enjoying a dessert beverage. Mm-hmm. And so I took the hint. And so I went ahead and ordered a vanilla latte. And like I said, I'm trying to make clear here, I'm not really a dessert beverage person. I haven't been satisfied by most I've had from any kind of restaurant. And I don't make them at home because, you know, I don't want to use some cheap sort of creams from Publix or Kroger to, you know, make it extra sweet and call that an Irish coffee or something. Like it's not enough to use sort of these, uh, you know, store-bought things and, and so I haven't really explored the idea of making my own handcrafted specialty drinks at home before. Okay. I got the vanilla coffee, uh, the, sorry, the vanilla latte. Dude, it was so good. It was the best thing ever. I mean, like, it was wow. delicious. through All the way through, I had siblings with me and they had other drinks. They really envied mine. Mine was like four times larger than their <laughs> cups. And they served it to me in sort of like a scotch glass, you know, <laughs> oh. and- yeah, I didn't know about the temperature. Would that make the glass too hot? It didn't have a handle, but it just worked. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was just right, and nice. it was like the best dessert in a cup I've ever had. I had one Irish coffee at a a pubbery, you know, a pub. Are, they, are, are there things called pubberies? No, excuse pub me. Pub is I'm, I'm I'm for bre- public house. Yeah. I'm thinking about breweries. Yeah, not, sorry. No,
1: maybe we can create a
0: new word, pubbery. I, I no, not today. <laughs> Sorry, people. But yeah, I went to a pub in in San Francisco, and they had the best Irish coffee there. But that was a few years ago, and I haven't had anything in in near proximity to that since. This this just restored my faith in humanity for a few hours because this was delicious stuff that was handcrafted. So then I went and got one of their cold brews, and it was excellent as well. Mm. They probably used a little bit more ice than I would like. But it was a real well-made, you know, nitrogen-infused cold brew as well. Kind of reminds you of a Guinness. Hmm. And uh, yeah, and I drank that all the way home and felt like, you know, I didn't have to worry about the officers if they had to pull me over. And they're like, what have you been drinking? I could say, uh, well, this is a cold brew.
1: Coffee, sir. Yeah. Lots and lots of coffee. So Woo. you were you were well caffeinated then. After You were octaneed up.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the way well you octained. recuperate from vacation around here. <laughs> If you happen to be in the Atlanta area, visit Octane. You're going to love them. They have some interesting products. I like their menu. I also had their, their strawberry almond cake. I'm just going to mention it was also incredibly delicious. So uh, yeah, definitely check them out if you happen to see them around. I, I went to the flagship one, which is in the west side, uh, Midtown. And uh, yeah, go check it out.
1: We will be expecting promotional support to come in from Octane any day now.
0: Yeah, th- this was their free ad spot. <laughs> yeah. Next week they're going to be paying us. That's right. So, another thing I wanted to bring up, Eric, was for a while now we have been talking about coffee travel kits and like starter kits, and what could people use when they were just getting started? Should they buy all the the tools necessary separately, go, you know, on a shopping spree on Amazon, find their hot water kettles, their weight scales, their grinders and their, their fancy mugs all in one place, you know, and just make their own little combo deal. Or should you go to a website where they specialize in selling these kinds of kits together? And so they've done all the thinking for you. Mm -hmm. And there is a company, uh, Stumptown Coffee Roasters. It's a very reputable coffee roaster company. They have a great website. It is one of the best designed websites I've seen around. I just, I have to mention this because they have some coffee kits. There's two in particular, I wanted to kind of review, um, make mention of, because I think that the beginners are the ones that are primarily gonna benefit from these kind of coffee kits, unless you're a coffee enthusiast that's used to going to a place like Octane. And after years of going into that place, you decide, you know what, I'm ready to take this home with me. I'm ready to bring the handcrafted coffee home. Then maybe you invest in something like this. So there's two different kinds of customers, right? They're the coffee enthusiasts that typically they went to a specialty coffee house, and one day they decided to start also making it at home. Mm-hmm. They could already be a very valid coffee enthusiast, someone who knows a lot about roasts, profiles, cupping notes, etc. They could be a genuine hipster about it. But then the other kind of customer is the the person who's relatively new at this and just wants to raise the bar for their coffee at home. And they can they don't really consider themselves coffee enthusiasts. They just want to have really good stuff. They they value the best coffee beverage that they can get.
1: Yeah, they've they've recognized that that what they're doing at the coffee house can be somewhat replicated at home. I mean, you don't you're not going to have the have the $30,000 espresso machine, but you can have a lot of the tools at at home for a pretty nominal price of what they're using there at the at the shop.
0: Yeah, so these would be the kinds of coffee gear kits that you would be looking at, the ones that are available at stumptowncoffee.com. So if you happen to be at your computer, go ahead and pull that up and we'll talk about a few of these together. First, I want to say thanks to Thrasher Coffee, though, for supporting the Top Brews podcast and the website. Thrasher is a craft roaster from the heart of Dixie. They specialize in fresh roasts available that are made to your order and delivered to your door within 48 hours of purchase. I love their coffee and receive my freshly roasted coffee order every two weeks. I personally can recommend them for their craftsmanship and my satisfaction from their delicious coffee, just all the time. It's been consistent for more than a year now. You know, Eric is one of their roasters and that's one of the reasons I love them and use them all the time, but that doesn't have to be your reason. If you're new to this podcast, maybe you just wanna try out specialty coffee roasters online. And this is certainly one that you should try out. Thresher has a variety of different roast profiles represented. They have a medium, a medium dark, and a dark roast, as well as a specialty blend of medium dark and dark coffee beans. And I found out recently that on the West Coast, people tend to like a, the lighter roast profiles in general, just as a rule of thumb. And then here out West, we, we like our darker roasts, not because we necessarily east. want- What did I say? East. Yeah, we're East. Oh, okay. What direction did I say?
1: You said West Coast, but then you said in here, out West.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. We're well, East. Depends on which way you're looking at the globe. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the other West. Yeah. Here out in the other West. The long way West. Yeah. And, you know, so the, the right West. Just keep going. I'm confused. Yeah. Okay, so here out East, we prefer the darker roasts in general, and Thrasher is a great representation of that assortment. And in just a few clicks at ThrasherCoffee.com, you get your favorite varieties by the pound and ship to you at their peak freshness. And that's no joke. When you open the box, it's just going to billow out with the fresh scent of the coffee. If you want to first give their handcrafted roasts a try, then just order a pound. Give it a try and see what you like. And Thrasher's premium coffees do not come at the premium price of other craft roasters. All their roasts are $17.99 plus $5 shipping on the total order when you subscribe for a regularly delivered pound or more of your favorite roasts. Thrasher always treats you like the smart coffee enthusiast that you are, so Top Brew listeners get 25% off of their purchase with the coupon code Top Brew at checkout. All one word, Top Brew. So thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting Top Brew, the world's best coffee podcast. Diving back into the coffee gear kit subject matter, there are two here uh, that Stumptown promotes that I want to think about, the Voyager and the Journeyman. So the Voyager, just by its name, if you're inexperienced with how this stuff works, maybe you're thinking, I have a pretty good setup at home, now I'd like to have a kit that I can take for travel. And this is a concern for a lot of people that want specialty coffee on the go, This is happens, right? You get accustomed to your delicious, your best coffee at home, and you don't want to leave anything to chance while you're traveling for work or for the family, for the vacation. You know, I took a huge basket of coffee gear with us on this weekend vacation. And maybe you're thinking the same thing. Like, I don't want to be up there and stuck with Maxwell House and you got to be prepared. So maybe, maybe you go to Stumptown and you're trying to find the gear that's right to be prepared. So most of their kits come with a bag of roasted coffee. And so that's nice, but it's not really essential to the kit because you probably already have some coffee on a regular basis. I don't know that that's really imperative for the kit itself, but it's a nicety if you're just trying to give their roasts a try. But then on the Voyager, you also have the Snow Peak pour over, which is sort of like a collapsible cone that is uh, got four walls. It kind of looks like an inver- uh, an upside down pyramid. And then you have the Porlex Mini Manual Burr grinder. It this has got like a stainless steel construction to it. It looks like a tumbler with the long handle on top. So the handle is super nice and long, so it's easier with its its rotation that it's not going to be hard to turn. It's going to be easier because if it was a short handle, it'd be harder to turn. But the handle is actually as long as the as the grinder body is tall. So Uh, You may may want to detach it. I don't know if you can detach it when you're carrying it, you know, in your, your, uh, your pack when you're traveling, but that would be a good idea. If that's doable, then you have the one dump down enamel mug, which just looks like a great campfire mug. And that's where this, uh, the Voyager, what the Voyager is actually intended for, as they say, a solid coffee kit to add to the camp kitchen. Uh, The Voyager is good for all the gear that you put in your backpack. Now, here's the thing though, Eric, when I was looking at this, I was a little deflated. I was a little disappointed because for $125, I have a grinder, a coffee mug, a, a specialty sort of pour over and it, you know, so it collapses. It's good for travel and it comes with a couple of paper filters and a bag of coffee.
1: And a, and a carpenter's pencil.
0: Does this one, I didn't see the carpenter's pencil on the it, Voyager.
1: It does. That That's That's what makes it all, all the more worth it.
0: Okay. Like I saw, I saw the carpenter pencil on the journeyman and I'm just kind of like, what is that? uh, You and I both thought it was a temperature gauge at first. Yeah. But no, uh, it's a pencil. We were, we
1: were disappointed, actually, to find out it was, a, it was a pencil.
0: Well, you know, maybe you want to doodle on your coffee bag. I mean, maybe that's... I,
1: I, I'm <laughs> su- i sure there's a reason why it's in there, but I'm just... I don't, get I, it. I, don't I don't know what, what the reason you're is. You're
0: chewing on your pencil while you're, tr- you're drinking your coffee. Y- yeah. I, I, it enhances the flavor. I, I don't know. I take my coffee leaded, please.
1: I wonder if there's a, a sharpener in the bottom of the grinder. Where you can, you can stick your pencil up and, and not only grind your coffee, but sharpen your pencil.
0: Using the inverted method of the coffee grinder, <laughs> yeah. you get to sharpen your pencil. That's an interesting combination idea. Yeah. Here's the thing, Eric. It's called the Voyager. They, they want you to use this for the camping trips. And that's a nice ambition. But you don't have enough here to actually get the coffee done. No. You don't have a water kettle. You don't have the weight scale. You don't have scoops. You don't have... What else? I mean... Interesting though, interesting idea that they would pitch this as what you need as the essentials.
1: Well, I I mean I think they are. I think they are the essentials, you know, minus the hot water. You obviously have to figure out another way to get to get hot water in there. If you're actually using this for what they say uh, a uh camping in the camp kitchen, then yeah, okay. Let's not be ridiculous and 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 expect people to take a scale along with them camping. Okay. <laughs> All right, you know, you're going to you're going to have some sort of maybe close ratio, you're not going to have the exact, oh, all right, that's fine. I you're going to eyeball it? Yeah, yeah. And, but you and don't even
0: have an Aeropress scoop. And that's something that we brought up before. There was another kit from Stumptown that comes with all the things that come with the Aeropress. And it's sort of uh, one of the other kits that caters to the Aeropress. But how are you going to measure your coffee beans for the grinder itself? Like, I don't even know how you, yeah, you well, don't have well, any way to control the water have, ratio or the coffee bean ratio so, how are you going to make a consistent cup of coffee?
1: Well, most of the grinders have a gradation inside where it's made two cups, four cups, you know, so you can you can at least get close with with the okay, amount. Okay, so
0: you're saying like in the top of the grinder where you're pouring in beans, typically, or in the bottom after you grind it, oh, it falls okay. into some into, and into some see. sort of container,
1: and it'll it'll give you some sort of idea of okay, that's enough for two cups. You know what? As we've talked about before, whatever a cup means, everybody has a different definition. You'll be able to get close. I mean, you have to you have to play with it first. You, you're probably not going to buy this thing and take it immediately camping and and make some some superb cup of coffee your first time. You're, you know, there's going to be some experimentation with it, but it's a lot of money for not
0: much. This is an ongoing frustration for shopping for any kind of specialty coffee gear.
1: I'm not trying to trying to say anything about...
0: No, about, we're not picking on Stumptown. About, this is just Stumptown a concern here, for all the, the the craft coffee enthusiasts. When you go to buy something like this, you look at the price tag and it's $125. You're thinking maybe a bag of their coffee goes for 20 And then the pour over cone goes for almost 30 but not quite and then the grinder you know maybe that's 70 dollars worth and all all in all it doesn't feel right because you're not getting a special price value for all these things combined
1: right yeah th- there's no reason to combine it and I know it's not one that we're talking about but but one of their one of their kits has this this kind of like nifty bag with it that makes it unique at, at least it has its own carrying bag which you know makes it you couldn't add all the pieces together. And then go find that bag too. It's a very unique looking bag. I, I guess you could probably find the bag by itself, but that at least gives that kit a little bit of more value rather than just taking a bunch of products, putting them together. And then when you receive them, they're just going to be in a box, especially for something calling a camping appropriate for a camp. You want to have like a grab and go thing. It's a am real sensitive because because I am a roaster and we get this all the time. People want to know why is your coffee so expensive? And you have to go through... I think Nick did a great job last week talking about this. There is a lot of factors that people don't that people don't consider when they when they look at the at, at the price of the coffee. Well, when I go to the store it's $10 or $9 a pound. Why is yours so much more? So I'm I'm always sensitive to that question. And when I see something like this with this collapsible cone filter, a mug, a grinder and a, a bag of coffee for $125, now I'm starting to say, why is it so much? You know, why does it have to be so much? Can we can we at least all work together, all these specialty coffee roasters, to get to get the price somewhere where where people don't think we're constantly gouging them on everything we do?
0: Mm. We have a similar problem with all the other kits, and it's not unique to Stumptown. You know, maybe Stump Town doesn't actually make a lot of money from this. And I'm, I'm sure they don't. I
1: mean, I'm sure that this price point is where it needs to be for them. It's not good for markup. It's just because they probably to be don't helpful. sell a ton of them. You know, right. They don't have shelves and shelves of these of these things sitting around where they can get their their cost down. I mean, they're they're probably making a little bit of money, but but at at the same time, if you're if you're going to put a kit together, then then put stuff together and buy enough of it that you can give people an incentive, because once you get people. Once you get this kit in their hands and you get them sold on the on the method and and the the concept of fresh coffee, they're going to come back to you. They're going to pay for themselves far beyond that that initial kit. Even if you even if you have to lose a few dollars, even if you have to use it as a loss leader, you're, you're going to gain them as a customer, as a long-term customer for your coffee, which is much better because you know the kit's a one-time one-time purchase unless they want to buy another one for somebody else as a gift. But the coffee's an ongoing an ongoing thing. If you if you convince a customer to be a long-term
0: customer for your coffee, that's a win. So I'm just running some of the numbers right now because I actually bought all of my gear more over the span of about a year and mm-hmm. a half. And I wasn't buying them all at the same time. I was just buying them as it could go along and afford different parts. Like, you know, the, the grinder is a, I believe I have the uh, Bodum Virtuoso. Bo- is it Bodum or Baratza? I it's always Barazza, get those mixed up. Uh,
1: yeah, Baratza makes a Virtuoso, but yours yours is a,
0: a Bodum or a Bonavita. Okay. It's a Bonavita. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Too many companies that start with B. B, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in combination of all the coffee gear I bought, you know, I spent about 30 on the kit for the Aeropress. I spent about 65 maybe $70 for my water kettle when it was on sale. Usually it would be a little bit more than that. And then I have that that grinder And then I have some weight scales that I use for measuring the coffee beans and also the water to coffee brew ratio when I'm, when I'm done and making my cup of AeroPress coffee, a few other things. And in my head, I was thinking that I had spent a lot less money than I actually did. In combination, I've spent more than $220 on everything just for my AeroPress setup. That's not also counting the ceramic pour over that I use for my wife or the cold brew pitcher that I use. During the spring and summertime, so it's like, oh, holy cow! Like when you look at the price tag of all the stuff combined, I don't know that if I saw that, I would have ever gotten into this as a hobby or an right. interest. Yeah. But the reason that it paid off was because I was able to make measured improvements over time and buy things individually, and I was able to absorb the cost, you know, recoup from the cost, yeah. if you will, and appreciate the coffee along the way. And so in a way Stumptown's actually saving you some money if you look at it from a certain point of view except that you don't have all the gear you need to make your coffee with any one of their kits because you're still missing scales or you're missing the the temperature gauged water kettles which I think are actually really important. Yeah. A- and the other thing too is not everybody wants the the manually controlled grinders Day in and day out, like that would be appropriate for travel, but it wouldn't be appropriate in your kitchen if you're just trying to make coffee on a day in day out basis. Yeah, that's one of the biggest pain points.
1: And we're just looking at two of them. There are other ones that that are pretty high end. There's one that's four hundred twenty dollars, and there's one that's uh, two hundred twenty five that do have an electric burr grinder. And but yeah, the, there's no temperature controlled water kettle on any of them as far as I can tell. But it's not necessarily that, that you're trying to trying to solve every individual's coffee needs. I mean, I think this is this is a good thing. You know, packaging things together don't make me think ideas. You know, I want to get into specialty coffee. What do I need? Well here's this one. Here's this one. Here, you know, it's like a like a good, better, best level of equipment. But like you said, I think I think there is some value to building your equipment piecemeal as well. You immediately see the benefit of having a kitchen scale once you have it when you were making coffee before without it and kind of guessing on everything and then you have the scale and you notice an immediate difference but if you have it all at one time and you're you're making all this specialty coffee with your 400 dollars kit it's not as overwhelming or it's it's not as um interesting to see how how much difference one new piece of equipment makes like you said the water control kettle i didn't have one before and I thought it was kind of a nicety. Yeah, it sounds like it's just a convenience. Once you have it, it's, it's more.
0: Yeah, it, it's a really nice thing to have. And, and well, you, just, it's a very first world thing, but but you definitely want it. Well, yeah, you're right. And it, maybe it's not super practical to have the temperature gauged water kettle base and you know kettle when you're on the go, when right. you're traveling. Right. I, I pulled it off this weekend, though. I, I don't know how I would have made coffee for six adults two or three times a day without it. Because here we're trying to have conversation and have a good day. And I just don't want to be fiddly with a temperature stick, you know, sticking out of the water kettle on the stovetop, getting in the way of the guy who's making breakfast, you know, he's got to, you know, make some sausage and bacon and eggs and he's using the stovetop. I'm just not going to make, have enough space for the coffee anyway. So yeah, it, it worked out for the best that we had a way to control the water kettle and, and also measure the coffee beans, you know, and coffee grounds to the right ratio for the recipes. I just don't know how you could make consistent coffee for any group of people without being able to measure things. Right. So I don't know. I mean, like, uh, check out the Stumptown coffee roasters gear recommendations. Maybe it will give you some ideas when you go to make your own purchases, they have another one they call the entertainer where you get the virtuoso coffee grinder, as well as the Bonavita thermal carafe. It's it's one of like those very fancy electric drip types. And I can see why they would recommend this sort of thing, because when you're entertaining lots of guests, you need to have a lot of coffee quickly. That's very convenient, like Mm -hmm. we just discussed before. So it's interesting, right? Everybody's going to have different needs. But boy, look at that price tag, $420. Yeah, it's pretty steep. There's your Xbox for Christmas. You yeah, just...
1: but but again, it does come with the Barraza Virtuoso, which is a $200 plus burr grinder. And I don't know how much the Bonavita electric machine is, but, right, I'm, but I'm sure but, that's...
0: It feels like a joke that it only comes with one ceramic mug.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 is, it is rather disappointing. Because you have all this coffee and only one mug to drink it out of. Share your
0: mug. <laughs> So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Top Brew. We have been getting a lot more listeners lately and consistently, and I'm really encouraged by this. Um, It's looked like we've gotten into the four digits now of regular listeners, regular subscribers. That's great. Thank you. And yeah, we really appreciate that from you guys. If you're enjoying the show as well as I hope you are, then please leave us a review on iTunes And it helps out especially well if you can leave that review the day that the episodes come out, which is usually Wednesdays, or if we have delays, it's sometimes Thursdays. But our regular schedule is to come out on Wednesday. When you leave the review a star rating, it helps others to discover the show on iTunes. It gets more exposure. Also, you can find the show notes for anything that we discussed with relevant links in them at topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 36 for this episode. And there's all the other episodes on there. So if you want to go back and check out all of the previous episodes, keep in mind that we uh, don't discuss very timely things. We discuss things that are timeless. So all the backlog of all the episodes are pretty relevant a year from now. If you're still interested in the coffee discussion,
1: how many reviews are there right now, Joe? How many
0: reviews? Oh, it's it, I could count them all in one hand. Really? It's sad.
1: Well, if we can get to 25 reviews, then we'll match that, that, it
0: with 25 reviews of our of own. of our own. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> we'll we'll
1: we'll start reading our our favorite weekly review. If we can if we can get people to give us Oh heck yeah. We'll pick a review each week and it could be yours. You could be live on the air. Well, not not live,
0: but and <laughs> we're not on the air either. But, but we will quote you. We'll read it. Yeah. And you can hear it. And if you would like to get updates from top brew, we are top brew FM on Twitter. So following us there, you'll hear from us a couple of times a week, maybe to mention something as a side item and also be alerted when new episodes are out. So if you want to listen to the show from a web browser, then you can be notified when the latest is available. I'm also underscore Joe Darnell on Twitter. And if you want to talk about something to do with coffee with me, I'd be more than happy to. And lastly, I want to say thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting the podcast Use their coupon code Brew to get 25% off discounts, enjoy their coffees and share them with, you know, your family, your friends, and try them out with whatever kind of coffee gear, whatever kind of coffee kit you wind up with. If you, uh, if you would like to talk about coffee kits with us some more, feel free to write us about the coffee kit gear that you put together and let us know what you like until next time. Thanks for listening to top brew. Say goodbye, Eric. Goodbye, Eric.